don't want to learn to come to church. We want to learn to be the church. We hope as a result of the time we spend together that you would connect a little bit more with God, with each other, and with your purpose. This is the Community Church Podcast. On today's podcast, I was able to chat with missionaries to Spain, Carrie and Sharon Owen. Our conversation was conducted over a program called Zoom that let them share their desktop with me so I could see pictures of their recent time in Spain. You will hear them reference those pictures periodically throughout the interview, which took place on Saturday, March 21st, 2020. I'm joined with Carrie and Sharon Owen as we get set for our podcast. Um, Carrie and Sharon are missionaries for us. And uh, in um, Seville, Spain, which is in the southern part of Spain, I didn't realize how close Seville is, guys, to both Portugal and Morocco. So I may have a couple questions about that as well. But I didn't know for those of our um, congregates who may not know you, if you wouldn't mind sharing a little bit about your ministry, maybe maybe how it was two or three weeks ago and what was normal at that time. And uh, then we can kind of talk about what it looks like now with what's going on over in Spain. Maybe we can just catch up on how things have been going. Sure. Um, since we haven't been able to get a an update out in a while. <laughs> That'd be great, yeah. Can you see that? Yes, I can. Very nice. All right. This was last Thanksgiving, actually. We had some short-termers come, and they helped us put on two special events. So one was a Thanksgiving. Short-term missionaries. Yeah, short-term missionaries. They just came for two weeks. Uh, a wonderful couple from Colorado. And they helped us put on a special Thanksgiving dinner for our study abroad students. And after that, we had a special uh, English outreach. That's so great. that was a great event. We had maybe 50 people come mm -hmm. and participate in that event. And it was a great success. We had a lot of fun spending time with the families that are part of our English, English Academy. English uh, Center, yeah. Excellent. Yeah, and uh, then we had a <clears throat> that same weekend, we had a, uh, we invited some of our neighbors of uh, on our street, and uh, we had a, a Texas barbecue. Um, it was a rainy day, <laughs> which is not a good day for a barbecue, right. but... Our, the couple that was here helping us for two weeks short term, uh, they were amazing cooks. And he did up on our patio outside on the top, he, uh, he did a Texas barbecue. Wow. And so then, it, yeah, I mean, now it's holding umbrellas over them. And it was, it was quite, a, quite a, a scene. But anyway, sure. <laughs> he, and uh, they came out great. And we invited like what there were like four other families three or four other families from our neighbor neighborhood and uh just had a great meal together and then um several of the families left eventually and our next door neighbors wanted to stay and keep talking so they did and it was just a, a fantastic opportunity to see them you know just to talk with them just just around the table and yeah and uh doing that so it was a, it was a blessing and then afterwards like um uh, uh they were able to just share with the, something that was a uh, just very this this was weeks later but um 
but yeah, uh, she came down with a serious um, uh, physical um, problem and uh, they really were struggling with that. And so they came over and um, they let they let me pray for them yeah, actually right there in the room. And, and uh, so, yeah, it really touched them. And, um, you know, we keep praying for them. Yeah, that's we excellent. Could- the meal kind of prepared us to be able to come alongside them when they needed us more. So that was really great. Uh, then uh, just after, let's see, there we go. We also have a special kids club that we do once a month. And you can just kind of see we get about 30 kids. Uh, a lot of them come from uh, our, our people who are interested in the gospel. So this is a chance for us to just share openly from the Bible. It's like kind of a little group Sunday school or children's church experience. And some of our neighbors have come. So it's been really a great opportunity too. And this is how our, our front door looks. So at Christmas, at Christmas yeah, at Christmas, no, no. <laughs> we prayed with the word peace, not knowing actually what was coming, but um, yeah. That was a message that we wanted people to think of when they, they passed by our house and and saw our lights. Um, we never know. You never know how God uses that. But uh, last year, we had the word joy. And we know a lot of people asked us what that meant because it was a word they didn't recognize in English. So we know people read it. And uh, uh, the year before that, we had hope. So just trying to give people a message little by little. So kind of a fun thing we do. And then right before Christmas, we had, uh, well, actually the end of November, at the same time as we were doing the outreaches, we had another couple come to join us from Holland. And so they're they're, um, living here now and we're building team and working together to help reach this community together. So a new cross-cultural relationship, but kind of a cool thing that God has done. Excellent. Just before Christmas, I had knee surgery. So just the week before Christmas, I was in the hospital and had knee surgery. And so our break was all about recovery because our daughter, Christina, and her her family uh, are on home assignment from their their work uh, as linguists in Southeast Asia. Okay. And so... They are here in this area with us, and for January and part of February, they actually lived with us. So we've had a lot of special fun with them. And as long as we're talking about family, we'll just update because a lot of people at community know our family. Mm-hmm. Let's see. How do I get up? <laughs> there. This is our second daughter, our third daughter, Angela and Jacob. They live in Wheaton and are both teachers. So okay. they're learning about online learning just like we are yep. right now and our middle daughter erica and her family they are also doing fine so are they stateside as well they are, they are outside of wheaton they're okay. near wheaton and many of the people some of the people at community baptist know bob and imogene owen carrie's parents who celebrated their 65th wedding anniversary wow. last fall And they are in Marcellus, Michigan, not far from Edwardsburg. That's right. So we're definitely praying for them during these days. Yeah. So we have a, uh, 
in our neighborhood, we would live in a very residential uh, section, and so not many stores, mostly homes and housing developments and stuff. But there is one grocery store and uh, cafeteria area that um, that is a great place to connect to, to neighbors. And uh, it's like this is right in front of our English, the English center we run. So um, this is the place to be to get together with people like in our area. <laughs> and so when we go there, we inevitably see many families that we've, we've known over the years of doing the English ministry. And so it's a great place to, to get, you know, to recontact with people and, and just um, spend time with them. And uh, so it's a great opportunity to, to use that as a space to, um, to reach out to people and connect to people for the gospel. So in the month of February and can't really say March, but in February, January and February, this really became a thing where we would go here and we would see just in one time, maybe connect to six or seven or eight different families. Excellent. So it really was a, a great thing. Yeah. <laughs> and coffee is always a, good too. So. What's that? And coffee is always good too. Yeah, Spanish coffee is very good. And that was a picture of churros with chocolate. So <laughs> also very Spanish, yeah. This is a picture of our English classroom. And uh, we do not seat 180 students in this classroom <laughs> at one time. But over during a week, maybe about 90 are in this class. And then about 90 in the other class, an yeah, hour spread out over the day over the yeah. for hour long classes by age group. So our students are from age four to adults. And so the classes can go up to 12. And sometimes our classes are three, five, six, seven, eight, or whatever, you know, it just depends on the class. So sure. But not more than 12. So yeah, so small, small groups, but um, different ages. So it keeps us on our toes, learning to relate to all different age groups. Uh, so we have uh, continued working with the study abroad students coming from the United States. And, uh, and so um, these were uh, several of the gals that came. Um, no guys this time, but uh, girls tend to come more than guys for some reason. We don't know why, but... Uh, <laughs> Many more girls that come study abroad in, in, in you know, overseas than, than guys. But anyway, uh, great, great uh, group of gals. And we had a good, uh, we have a team building retreat with them when they first get, arrive. They're only here for three months. So they come to our house and spend a weekend and we just do a lot of different activities, building, you know, uh, connection with each other and getting to know each other and building spiritual unity as well. And. And so, so it was a, it's a, it's a great, great time. Then you, we usually have one outreach uh, that they get connected to during the time that they're here for three months. Like the Thanksgiving. So we were going to have that last Friday, but obviously that did not happen right. because of uh, the, the lockdown. Yeah. So a week ago, uh, a week ago, Thursday was our last class when we found out, okay, no more schools. The government shut down all the schools. So there won't be any more English next week unless online and <laughs> this week has not been uh online yet but we're getting it ready to do it next week okay very cool oh so, well Lindsay is our new teammate she came three weeks ago monday 
So she has been getting settled and currently she's living with us, <laughs> but she's a wonderful asset and we're excited to add her to our team. She'll help us teach English. She's locked down with us. Okay. She actually has an apartment that she, you know, uh, started to rent this month, but since the lockdown came and all the restrictions, uh, we invited her to continue to live with us until it's over just so she wasn't, you know, totally isolated. Sure, yeah. So then uh, lockdown happened. So this is kind of a big change for us. We are thankful for TEAM, our mission sending organization, because they have um, put into place contingency plans for us. And we've been following. And so thanks to all of that, we sort of saw this coming. And about the end of February, we began buying groceries and stocking up little by little, making sure we had everything we needed here in our home if we should be um, required to stay at home. Uh, we didn't expect it to happen so soon, but uh, we could see that things were not getting better, but worse. And so uh, we're thankful we were able to prepare. So these are the things that new normal looks like for us. Um, yeah, obviously the lockdown, everybody's supposed to stay at home and they've made it very clear and, and, uh, given clear guidelines, the government, uh, saying, you know, the only reasons why that you can go out of your house are A, B, C, D, and, and that's it. Okay. And, um, so it includes, uh, if you have to go to work, you have to have a, you know, an official document from the company saying you are required to be there. Um, if not, <laughs> you can get a fine. Um, and you can uh, go to the grocery store if you have to. Um, you can what walk your dog, but you may not just go on a walk. And so people are getting fined. Wow. Like one gallon from one of the churches here yesterday got fined like close to $4,000 just for sitting on a bench, public bench. Wow. So that's how serious they are about yeah. down. When, it's not just, oh, if you feel like, oh, you know, go on a walk. Oh, no, no, it's, it's serious. Um, the borders are closed. Hotels are closed. All restaurants are closed. Nothing. Only the very um, basics. It's just, the required you know, services yeah. are you have still to, happening. If you have to go to the to, to the drugstore to get medicine, okay, you know, but but no, just I'm going to go on a run or on a walk. Yeah. Well, today is day nine for us of staying home. So this is who our housemates are right now. Lindsay, you already met, yep. and her fiance Luis is one of our teachers at the academy and they were both living in at the English center. Yeah. They were both <laughs> living in, uh, rooms in apartments in, um, in our town. In our town. And different, so we were concerned that they were isolated and not, uh, not in a group in community. And so we invited them to both stay with us. So we are teammates for this <laughs> period, but we're also teaching the online classes together. So, okay. Very good. Yeah. This is the sort of things that we see. The government is sending uh, disinfectant cleaners to clean the streets and sidewalks. Walks. Sidewalks. 
If you need to go to the pharmacy or the grocery store, this is you have to stand in line near six feet apart. At least six feet apart. And only certain number of people are allowed in at the same time. In the pharmacy, only one person. And in the grocery store, just a few people at a time. Wow. So, so the people in the picture there by their cars, they're, they're, they're waiting in line to be able to go in to buy food. But we have some new opportunities we're very excited about. Yeah, um, uh, as we already uh, mentioned, we are going to start uh, Zoom online classes uh, using Zoom uh, for the English. And so it's all a, a great big learning curve for us because We've never taught online courses. Uh, I need your prayers especially because I'm not very good with machines and electronics and all that stuff. So it's a big learning curve for me. Sure. So. We had fun practicing with our granddaughters. So we tried it, uh, seeing if we could teach two seven-year-olds who are native English speakers how to use Zoom with us. And then um, we're, we're now adapting and adjusting so we can teach seven-year-olds who they, are not native speakers how to do it. That's, yeah. Yeah. So pray that if this is of the Lord, if this is a good way to spend our time, that God would um, enable us. So just like every place, you know, in the world where lockdown is happening, it's a lot of texting, you know, a lot of uh, <laughs> communicating through texts and messages and, and uh, so forth. And so we do that with our, our friends here and um, contacts that we have um, and through phone calling people are available um, one of the things that is happening here in Spain and probably in other places too I think other countries I think it started in Italy uh, where out of appreciation for the uh, doctors and nurses that are caring for all these people and they're putting themselves in harm way harm's way for for the good of, of the community um, since people are on lockdown, they go out into their balconies and clap at a certain time. So like uh, eight o'clock every evening, you hear this loud roaring <laughs> Very cool. and people are applauding in, in appreciation for the, for the doctors and nurses who are, you know, who are doing their jobs. As well as and, the uh, military yeah, and, and other military people. And just people, so. police and people that are out doing their jobs and, and are in harm's way really sure. because they're out. So anyway, that's that's kind of kind of cool. Yeah. So we could go at this time. We had maybe a thousand people who had been detected with the coronavirus, and as of today, it's over twenty five thousand. Yes, I saw that. I think it's the fourth most in the world right now, country wise. And basically, what has happened? One of your questions was, "What is the situation with the healthcare and so forth?" Yeah. And one of the things. That has happened is that um, uh, in Madrid, over half the cases are in Madrid. And so they have had a medical system collapse. Mm. So they're using hotels for some people. They're using, mm. they've set up some military hospitals and they are no longer able to attend all those people who are needing uh, to be intubated. And so it's become very difficult for families because some people cannot be treated. And so medical staff and people are trying to decide who they should help. Or who, who they should send home because their symptoms aren't that, that much yet. You know, they aren't, they aren't that serious right, yet. Right. They just have the facilities to 
to handle everybody in the hospital because of that. So they are sending some people home and saying, okay, we'll monitor you from home or, you know, just keep us informed or whatever. But they are also having to choose who to give the, the respiratory well, machines. They, well, to. they just don't have enough machines for everybody, so, obviously. Yeah, I mean, it's I saw very... a statistic on uh, CNN today that said uh, almost 80% of the people in Madrid will get the COVID-19 virus. I don't, yeah. I don't know how they figure that, but that's if that's true, that's a staggering number. And Seville's not a small town either. I mean, that's 800,000 people, last I knew, in that area. The great Seville area is a million. Okay. But yeah. Yeah. So, um, not to be too negative, but we are fully aware of the cautions that we need to take. So, sure. we're not going outside of our home. We do have a patio that we can go out on to get some sun. But we don't have a backyard or a front yard, so we stay inside. Uh, the only thing we go outside for is to throw away the garbage. <laughs> yeah. And so. Yeah. I've done it twice in the week that, that we've been inside. And I do it late, late at night, like midnight, nobody's out. Okay. And, I, and I take my car, which is in our basement that has, it's like a garage. I go directly from our house into, into right where my car is. And so I put it in the trunk. I take it. It's a block away. It's oh, just okay. a block away. The containers are. But I figure, okay, I'm just going to take my car, get out, put it in, get in the car, come back, and, and you know. And then I leave my shoes out, like, the shoes? in the entranceway to the basement garage. And, yep. and don't bring them into the house. Then immediately change his so. clothes. Because outside clothes should not be worn inside. Yeah, after I do that. So... so but we're moving in that direction. But the things that we understand about the virus is that it's airborne for three hours after a person who carries it has walked by. Yeah. We also know that it survives on surfaces, particularly metal, for for 12 to 15 hours and on clothing for 9 to 12 at least. We also know the incubation rate can be up to 27 days. So somebody could be coming sick but not know it for three weeks yeah. <clears throat> it's a very long time or more than three weeks almost a whole month before they might come down with it and so all of these things together just mean yeah. uh, it's time to stay home yeah. and in spain they've canceled all the way things through uh in our area into may so we're wow. expecting for a long time to be held yeah up i'm not house. sure i'm not sure if we're gonna have to be you know, if you know, they've set two weeks now because I think if they set, okay, everybody's have to be in their house for two months, then people would say that's impossible. You know, right, it would right. sound like two weeks. People think, okay, so I think it's you know they'll probably say okay, two more weeks or you know, um, so I'm not sure if we'll actually be housebound until May. We could be, but I think maybe. Maybe not. Maybe I'm being too positive, but anyway. But our two very largest events in Sevilla, one would be the Holy Week Processionals. season. And yep. the other one is April Fair. Are They are the two biggest Just tourist and huge. economy events. Yeah, they're huge. Have both been canceled. So for them to cancel those events is very significant and says that they don't expect yeah. Sevilla to be ready to receive anyone for into May. So wow. we know that this could be our new normal for quite a while. So it's time to kind of change gears, change, change gears, change paradigms. mindsets and start thinking a new way. Yeah, it is. Uh, it's been so. a blessing for the church here in Spain because many of our churches are very small. Uh, 
a good sized church would be 50 people. Okay. And so these have never, for the most part, thought about um, online streaming, but now they're doing it. So that's quite an opportunity for sharing the gospel as well. And then there, people are getting creative and starting to do things the same that we see in the States where, so I have a group of ladies that I swim with at the local swimming, uh, public swimming pool. And um, that, that chat group is exploding. They're sharing things in ways that they've never shared before uh, with our neighbors also. And the kids in the evening, they can't play with each other, but all of our houses have balconies and they go out on their balconies and shout across the street, basically back and forth and are kind of playing at a distance. So we're, um, we're looking and seeing how people are choosing to overcome and still stay within the limits. And it's been positive. On our part, we're making sure we get exercise every day. <laughs> we're doing fun things every day, not just working and trying to get good rest and so forth. So uh, we're thankful for good health. Yeah, excellent. Our Spanish neighbors um, really, really enjoyed trying new food. They were, they're kind of used to us now doing some weird things. So um, they were really excited to try the the Texas barbecue ribs and the yeah. different salads and desserts and things that they had never tasted. Yeah, they before. seemed to really enjoy it too. Yeah. So that that was a positive thing. So over the years, we've learned to use our foreignness to help us build bridges. Yeah, and right. That's one way that we can do it. So they they like trying pumpkin pie. Pumpkin pie here is a vegetable, not a dessert. So we only we eat pumpkin in soups. I'm going to go get mainly. my wife. If you want to tell her that pumpkin pie is a vegetable for me, that would be really helping me out. Because <laughs> <laughs> well, I have. We were just talking about it at lunch today <laughs> because we're just, you know, trying to figure, okay, we got to start maybe rationing here a little bit because we don't want to go out. We still have food, but what do we have? Yeah. And they said, we were talking about like fruit and vegetables and, and like, and, and Sharon mentioned, well, we have a bunch of uh, pumpkin pie uh, cans and yeah. stuff, you know. Well, <laughs> well hey, that's a vegetable. Let's make this pie. And that pie. The, the only time I can buy pumpkin pie filling and um, cranberries is at Thanksgiving time. Oh. So I buy a bunch. So I have like six cans of each in the cupboard. You're set. <laughs> so we're like. That's awesome. There. Wow. You mentioned uh, going to the online school for your uh, students. Uh, just a quick question again. How many students? I think I saw 180 in the classroom. Is that 180 for the entire school? Yes. Yeah, in the okay. entire school. Yeah. Okay. And then how yeah, readily? So it's right. It's an after school program. So okay. it starts at four normally, you know, and goes till 930. And it starts wow. with a little little uh, kids like you know five six-year-olds and it goes through high school college adults and the more advanced okay and so yeah so each level lasts about an hour and they have two classes a week so we Normally. have two for each level so on monday wednesday we have an hour with the four and five-year-olds and on monday wednesday then we have the seven and eight-year-olds and then we have the 10, 11 year olds. And then we have, and then there's another class at the same time working with a different age group. So we have two age groups kind of going, going simultaneously, but with the, the online classes, we're not really sure at all how this will evolve. Right. So is, uh, I'm in here. I know. yeah. Is internet yeah. access, uh, 
readily available in your area? I would assume so, but yeah. Okay. Yeah. I know a lot of uh, yeah, local. Okay, I know a lot of local companies in our area, like Comcast, Charter, and and other big ones, are even offering free internet access for rural families and whatnot, so they can get online right. and do their classes. Yeah. Very nice. That's wonderful. That, that is nice. Yeah. Yeah, we're actually on a five G connection right now. That's great. I know you mentioned one prayer request. I didn't know if you had any others in terms of uh, what we might be able to do for you here locally. Obviously, prayer, and if there's any mater material needs that you might have as well. Yeah, um, at this point, yeah, just pray for just like uh, anybody else to know, well, uh, just to be uh, adept at doing the online classes and not trying to make fools of ourselves with <laughs> how we're going about it, <laughs> I feel like. Um, and so it's important that we try to do it well so that it will give a good, you know, good image for the for the foundation and people would want to do it and so uh, that that's a prayer request we have we, sure you know all four of us would have wisdom in going about that um also just opportunities as we shared um through online mostly has to be pretty well online or messaging or or texting or um yeah so opportunities that would come sharing um Actually, tell, tell them what you did sharing the verse with the doctor. Oh, yeah. So our neighbor who's a dear friend, but he's also a doc emergency room doctor. Wow. So um, I just shared with him that we were praying specifically for him and his family. And, and he was thankful for that. And then I was able to share some scripture with him, too. Mm -hmm. So we look for opportunities like that to bring people. And I, I'm especially praying for my swimming friends. I'd really like to find a way uh, to do that with them as well. So obviously the, the, you know, Instagram and Facebook are all real options for sharing things too. So we just need to know and have God's wisdom for how to go about doing that. Uh, also, we're very much in prayer for Carrie's parents right there in right. <laughs> Marcellus. Yep. Um, we don't know that there's anything at this point that anybody could do for them, but um, we just pray that their health would would hold through this time. Yeah, our church, Howardsville, is very, very supportive of them. And uh, pastors ask them constantly, is there anything anything I can do? Tell me, you know. And I talk with, I call my parents every every evening. Good. And uh, just to keep up with them and make sure they're okay, they're doing well, okay. And uh, I've, in the last week, I've, I've just throwing stuff out to especially well both of them but my dad just to, to you know sensitize it i mean get him you know really understanding about about it and um um so uh and he's getting more aware of what it really means to be out sure and so he's better at not say going to the post office or you know so actually it would be helpful if all of our churches stay home <laughs> We're doing our part. <laughs> then we'll have strong churches yeah. uh, behind praying for us and encouraging us in so many ways. And so I guess that would be really a genuine way people could support missions is by staying home so that yeah. they don't get sick and spread the germs to, yeah. to more people. Yeah, of course, like Sharon said, you know, my parents being elderly and, and uh, they would be in the vulnerable, um, you know, 
population. And um, so just concerned that, that they stay home. And, and so people have been very, very good about offering to, well, I'll bring you food, whatever you need, you know, uh, just tell us. So we're thankful for that. And, yeah. um, you know, uh, so, but they are holed up. So. And we do see um, communities Facebook page with your great um, different introductions to your weekly activities. And yeah. we just love all of those things and appreciate how God's working at community too. Excellent. We appreciate that. Yeah. To us sometimes to get new ideas from you. So <laughs> great. Yeah. We appreciate yeah. that. It's, uh, it's certainly been a challenge for us at community. Yeah. And we have, speaking of prayer, we have picked specific people that we're praying for every day that uh, God would touch their lives. And the list just, grows as we get to know more people uh there are several spanish pastors who have been um diagnosed that are well known and have been diagnosed so and they're in the hospital yeah so things are are coming closer colleagues of ours so Mm -hmm. uh those things concern us as well yeah we had a pastor's meeting usually we have it uh it's been going for years and once a month usually now it's been oh once every couple months now but um, we had our last one like two, two 10, almost ago. two weeks ago. And, um, the pastor that we know, uh, that was there, um, we found out just like a few days ago that he got, he had it and he has it, has it and he is in the hospital right now. Thankfully he's seems to be recuperating, but, um, yeah. So that was just like, not even quite two weeks ago. And uh, I thought, oh, well, did he, was he incubating that before he, you know, yeah. like, and uh, we're, we're big for giving a lot of hugs in that meeting and just encouraging one another. And, you know, yeah. so this physical in, in the meeting, as far as, you know, trying to encourage. And in fact, he was presiding that night and he, he said, I want us all to just, to just embrace each other, you know, give everybody just a so, you know, in a normal circumstance, you think that's wonderful. Yeah, no big deal. Yeah. But then afterwards, it's like, okay, well, I don't know if that was the best thing, but you know, who, who is to know? Who is to know? Right, know? right. Yeah. Wow. Well, um, hey, we're going to be praying for you. And I love what you put on your door for Christmas time because I think it's exactly what we need in this world right now is that hope, that peace, and that joy. Are there any plans? I'm sure it's hard to make plans right now to uh, uh, to make a trip back home once some of the restrictions are opened up a little bit. Um, well, our next home assignment, Chris, is not until uh, be oh, like a year, from now. a year from the summer. In other words, it'd be like August of 21. Okay. That would be our next home assignment. Okay. And it would be for at least six months. Maybe more, depending on how, how yeah. it goes. But well, we, we're not at this point, unless we had to make like a you know right. a trip back for emergency or medical reason or whatever for parent my parents or something. Uh, we're not planning to go to return until our our term is you know fulfilled. So. Sure, sure. Well, so that's the plan. Yeah, and I hope in a year from now this is all behind us and we moved on. <laughs> That would yeah. be ideal. So, well, thank you very much, guys. Yeah, it was a pleasure again to see you, and thank you for your time today, and especially on short notice. That was uh, that was great. Yeah, give great. our uh, 
give our greetings to everybody um, online. I will do that. <laughs> Digitally, no problem. I can do that. Yeah. Okay, Chris. Thank you so much. All right. Thank you, guys.